All right, everybody, welcome to the Crumble Warp Podcast. I had talked about deserts and how the Sahara Desert's coming across and just blowing and giving everyone allergies down here in the South Coast. And this episode, we have got a banger on for you. Our first guest ever on our second episode. This is crazy, right. everybody. So That's right. His name is Fonz. I'm so excited. And he is bringing in the action. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thanks for being here, Fonz. I'm so excited. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I'm Ryan Fonzie. Y'all can call me Fonz. That's fine. I have I got so many nicknames growing up. Yeah. It's true. Fonz was one of the one of them. <laughs> Fonz, Fonzie, Fonzarelli, Fonzarello. That's right. Fonzarilla was a fun one. Fonzarilla. I think that was just Corey Callahan. <laughs> but whatever. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Makes sense. But whatever. Fonzatron came a little later. Fonzatron? I never heard that yeah. one. More nicknames than I did. Fonzie Bear was one. Yeah, that one makes sense, though. These were ones, these are po- post high school. Yeah, Beard Guy. Oh, <laughs> Beard Guy. Yeah, that, Beard that in happened high in college. college. Beard Guy was a college nickname. Oh, geez. Well. We have your, you know, your two co-hosts here, like last time, Anthony here. Uh, what's up? It's Richie. Um, chilling once again. <laughs> chilling once again. We're gonna get right into it with uh, our drinks of choice this time. So, what did you bring, Fonz? I uh, I went I went non-alcoholic this time. I brought I brought a Focus Aid. I have no idea what this thing's gonna do. Um, looks like it's got a bunch of vitamins in it. That and some citric acid, so you know, might help digest it. All right, all right. See by the end of it if you're going to be really focusing in. Yeah, no, I I messed up a um a risotto today. I was making rice, but it came out real hard. It was al dente. Oh, al dente, Um, no bueno. Not not what not what you want for a risotto. But I'm hoping that with this, I can focus on the discomfort. (laughs) Discomfort. (laughs) Discomfort of the risotto. Uh, Anthony, what'd you bring? Well, you were prepared, this, right? Yeah, I have this. We, we don't have Budweiser in Truly this time. <laughs> so I have this MD 2020. It's got, here, let me turn the brightness down for a second on here. Is that a Mad Dog? Yeah, Mad Dog. It's got a pit bull on it. It's a spiked punch. And uh, it's sweet blue raspberry. It's 12%. So uh, this little guy's a kicker. Alright, so that must be a new version of the Mad Dog 2020, because Mad Dog 2020 is, like, something that, like, homeless people go to the store and buy. But, like, really? just the, yeah, like a Natty Daddy. Huh. Well, this is really good. <laughs> 12% in this thing, yeah. Alright. That is... You say and it's only a few dollars, so, uh... Uh, well, I brought myself a nice, uh... Founders Centennial IPA. I know it's it's super super wet. It's uh, so shiny, can't even read it. Got that nice glimmer from my webcam. Uh, it is seven point two percent. It's an IPA, so I I guess uh, overall. Let's see how happy she is. <laughs> Who are those characters on the front of the can? Uh, I have no idea. 
it looks like a couple um Roman statues of some sort. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, doing, possibly, doing a jump ball. Possibly angels holding up the uh the little founders logo. Roman origin. I like it. I like it. Before we really jump in here, though, yo, Anthony, how are you wearing a jacket, though? So my place, like whole nation's in a heat wave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it is true. It is like ninety three degrees outside with a hundred percent humidity, which makes it around one hundred and seven degrees. But because of my dog, she's a wolf dog from Norway. I keep my place at around sixty eight degrees, so it's freezing it uh, okay. at all times of the day. For her, nice. I suffer for her. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, what I'm I wouldn't not do for some hoodie weather. A steady sixty-eight oh. degrees in here. Everyone who comes over is like, "Why? Why? Just why?" The only person who doesn't complain is Matt, is because he's from Buffalo too. Hey, what can we say? Us Buffalonians, we know how the cold gets. You got that thick blood. You just went on a on a camping trip, right? I did. Yeah. Uh, so I went to um. Penyan. I went to the Finger Lakes, uh, Kiuka Lake to be specific. Um, my wife and I are celebrating. Uh, we celebrated a little early, but it's our one-year wedding anniversary on July fourth. Uh, so we uh, went and celebrated uh, a week early because uh, July fourth is like four times more expensive than any other weekend. <laughs> C- congratulations! Preemptively, I probably won't see you on the fourth. So. Uh, that's probably fair. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we went to the Finger Lakes. We stayed in this little Airbnb. It was like a like one of those storage pods. Uh, that's cool. The guy made it into like a tiny home. Um, it was super cool. But when we got there, uh, the AC had broken two days before we got there. So it was just this little metal box with windows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that was fun to go to sleep in. Oh, oh man. Goodness. Happy uh, anniversary. We got a hot box. Right? Um, <laughs> so the guy was super cool. Uh, his name is Blair. Um, he ended up giving me back like 30 bucks. Uh, it was like the cost of the AC for the three days on top of uh, like if you added all the amenities together. Uh, that was like the cost for the AC. Um, he had a fan set up for us already. He had doors and windows open. Um, everything was screened in. It was in the middle of nowhere. Like, hills have eyes kind of vibes. Middle of nowhere. Um. Oh, (laughs) jeez. It was super cool, though, because nobody was around. You know, you weren't hearing a neighboring campsite or a neighbor on the other side of the wall. You just kind of, like... You could hear birds and chipmunks and foxes run around through all the brush. Um, there was a nice little walking trail that followed. Uh, it was called Sugar Creek. Uh, it okay. flows like two and a half miles oh, into wow. Keuka Lake, um, one of the estuaries off of that. I think that's the right word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he even uh, Blair offered to put us up in a hotel because of the inconvenience. Um, but, like, we weren't there for the central air and, I guess, comfort, really. We were there for the experience of being in, like, that area. Uh, so we sucked it up. It was no big deal. Um, my dumbass. 
I didn't realize that the French doors had like a lock on the bottom. Uh so that the one door didn't open, so that both doors didn't blow open with the windows open. <laughs> okay. So the first night, um the door blew open like six times and scared the shit out of me because it was a hideaway bed that pulled down right in front of the French doors. And uh I woke up every time because I was like, Oh my god. <laughs> Someone's coming in to kill me. Hills have eyes. Here we go. Little did you know, shutting the wind and stuff like that. Ah, <laughs> uh, used to always happen at camp. Like <laughs> I used to work at a summer camp, and um, there were there were certain windows that just wouldn't stay shut. Like windows all over the cabin. They're big wooden windows that like, like you just had these big like metal screen, and the window was just a bunch of planks outside like <laughs> thrown together. But um, on a stormy night, they would just like. They would open real slow so you wouldn't see it, hear it coming. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you just, and like everybody in the cabin would wake up and fall out of their bunks and stuff. It was, yeah, that, you know, absolutely it a shock to the system. It's absolutely terrifying anytime anything like that happens. Uh, so the first night I didn't really sleep too well. Uh, second night I figured out, hey, there's the lock. And yeah. we didn't have any issues. Uh, I slept a lot better. Um, went to a, a winery and a brewery and like a, a flea market kind of thing where we had a couple wine tastings, a jerky tasting. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, one of them was uh, the Montezuma Winery. Um, my wife actually bought a bottle. Um, it was called the Canandaigua Run Sky, okay. something like that. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> she tried it. I didn't. <laughs> Uh, One of those real naturey ones. Yeah. Um, we the brewery that we tried there was uh like at the flea market thing. Um, it's called the Windmill. Um, the the brewery was called Lion Smith. Um, that sounds cool. I found out I've I've had Lion Smith before. Uh, they got the uh, Nut Brown. Um, they the the name. Uh, I guess like the owners had a son and a daughter uh and they both were making like their own kind of beers at the time and the son and daughter got married so it's literally just their two last names mushed together lion smith (laughs) and they brought their beer company together and just made all you know i'm not gonna lie like That name, that last name is so cool. Instead of the, you know, since they're married, instead of the woman taking the man's last name, I don't know if he's Lion or Smith, they should just combine their names in the marriage. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it makes such I a cool their last... Here I am. I thought their last names were Nut and Brown. <laughs> <laughs> so confused. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so while we were in, uh, like, actually going to, like, a real winery, not just a little tent, um, we went to Rooster Hill Winery. Uh, they ended up giving us two free wine tastings as well as the flight that we paid for. Um, and on top of that, we ended up getting... Um, so their first wine was called like the Welcome Wine. Like, hey, thanks for coming. Uh, so you got a free tasting for that. And um, they let us keep the glasses. So we got two nice stemless wine glasses from Rooster Hill Winery, uh, which is super cool. Um, and then we went to uh, Abandon Brewery, 
Um, they make beers like uh, Reckless Abandon. I've actually heard of that. Yeah, right? Like, that one is super famous. There's a lot of breweries in that area I'm picking up. There are, actually. Um, I mean, Lionsmith is like uh, Canandaigua, almost Rochester area. Okay. Abandon is right there in, right there in Penyan. And there was, I don't know, countless other ones. We didn't, definitely didn't have time. That's like a trip where you, that you make 20 times and you still haven't visited every yeah. winery or brewery. Um, we got, I don't know, four samples a piece. Um, I don't remember any of the names of the actual beers that I got, but, uh, or the ones that my wife got, but they were all absolutely amazing. And when we showed up, it was a Saturday, um, probably about four thirty, five o'clock. They had live music. Uh, so if anybody ever goes to Penyan, check out Abandoned Brewery. Um, Fridays and Saturdays, they got live bands. Uh, it was, it was a ton of fun. Uh, we, I ended up talking to one of the guys from the band. I showed him my belt buckle that uh, holds my beer. No hands. <laughs> uh, is it like a lightsaber? It just connects the beer magnetically. <laughs> no, it like That'd folds be so down. Cool. <laughs> it like folds down and there's a little ring that like, like a little cup holder that you set it okay. in and it just, just hangs out there. Um, he was telling me he's got one that's got a flask in it. And I was like, dude, that's so, like that's way cooler than mine. I have to have the beer first. <laughs> can you uh, Can you imagine though, like if you actually had a belt that was me- like somehow magnetically charged to aluminum, so you could have any can just rest along your belt and just have it just chill in there like a lightsaber and just oh well time for another one. <laughs> <laughs> That would be pretty cool. Just they do make holsters. I have one. Railgun belt. <laughs> that would be sick. <laughs> useless, <Yeah>. but well, <laughs> say you're on a lot of right? You know, you need some canned water. You know, gotta stay refreshed, of course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, the so, vibe. Uh, but yeah, it was. You look like a you look like you're out paintballing with all the cans strapped to your side. Man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I need more ammo. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, we spent what two and a half days down there, um, just kind of relaxing, having a good time. Nice. I've heard. Um, I've heard Lake Placid is like that too. I don't think I've ever been though. I I don't want to because of the giant crocodile. <laughs> the one, the one <laughs> giant crocodile. <laughs> just that one from that movie. <laughs> A big one, too, dude. I'm talking, like, prehistoric sizes. Prehistoric, 20, <laughs> 30 feet long. Oh, jeez. I actually saw a, uh... God, where was I? I was in... It was, it was, like, three lakes over from where I live, because, you know, Florida's made of lakes, basically. And, mm-hmm. like, three lakes from the town... Or a panhandle. Last episode nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it was like three lakes over. I can't remember the name of the lake, but I was walking cinder and I saw this, like the water ripples in the water and I'm looking, 
I'm like, you know, at this point, I'm like, it's a fish. It's, it's you know, uh, uh, pond skaters or, you know, one of those things. And I'm looking and I see these like little eyes beating. I'm like, oh, it's a log, right? Because I've never seen an alligator just in the wild here. And I've been here for like five years. And I don't not go where nature is. Like I'm constantly in <laughs> woods and swamps and, you know, walking around hiking. And I've never seen alligators in the wild. I've been kayaking up uh, rivers here and never seen alligators. I've seen manatees in the rivers, never an alligator. That's so this cool, day, <laughs> this alligator was sitting there and I was pretty close to the water, like six feet from the water line with Cinder. All of a sudden, Cinder just goes like, <clears throat> and like turns and is like <laughs> looking at the water. And like the water started rippling like more. And I just, I look at it, I'm like, oh, nope, that's an alligator. And I booked <laughs> it. Let me get out of here. <laughs> I Serpentine never, pattern. Never, yeah, serpentine, doozy. I'd never <laughs> seen one before. And I just booked it with Cinder. And Cinder was like wanting to stop. And I'm like, no, we're moving. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I can take him. <laughs> yeah, I can take him. I wear out. Hey, so speaking of, um, you know, these rivers and uh, me being on vacation, staying at uh, Sugar Creek and us being in that cabin on Black Creek, uh, debate topic of this week. Debate topic? Yeah. Is it creek? Okay. Or is it crick? Because unless it's specifically said to me that it's a creek, if I see it, I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to jump that creek. Uh, English like, it's a is good one. hard. I guess I got to start out just pointing out that if it has a double E in the word, it's pronounced crick, that's a, right? That's a that's a that's a e sound. That's an ick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I think crick has a place, but I don't think it. I don't think they spell it different, do they? Actually, now that I think about that, I, it depending depending on the crick. If it's the crick outside my house, then All right, hold on. Now you keep saying crick. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> all your stories, you said creek. <laughs> yeah, because that's the name of the the place. It was Black Creek or Sugar Creek. Uh, but if it's the crick outside my place, then, well, it's the crick. But if it's also the crick in my neck, and I can't move my neck, well, that's also a crick. But isn't that, isn't that crink? No, that's what happens when you what? crumble up paper. Oh, okay. And crinkle. Crinkle. Oh, there we go. Okay, that's a real word. We're back to real words. <laughs> so I feel like I'm I'm going English. English with this, where we have the word creak, which is C R E A K, right? Where you creak a floorboard or that sort of thing. That's creak. And then okay. you have the word crick, right? Which is some people say crick instead of creak, and it's C R E E K. But if you rhyme that, that's brick, right? B R I C K. It makes no sense to call a word crick when it should be spelled C R I C K if that was the ending. But also we have creek, which is already a word, which is creaking a floorboard. Honestly, I'm just down with changing the word creek to creak. 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 It's never creak. You know, creak. Let's go down to that creak right down there. Exactly, creak. Go down Super to that creak down yonder. 
I mean, what do you like? What do you guys think British people pronounce it? Because they're it's like proper English. I'm not British, so I have no idea. I've never heard of them. I don't know. Uh, I haven't. I haven't heard that word in that accent enough times to remember. Yeah, I think they call them babbling brooks. <laughs> babbling babbling brook. Oh, well, there! Would you like... like to get down to the creek? I think Australians <laughs> would say creek. 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 Australians definitely would say. It might creek. be more ambiguous. It'd just be like crack. Like what did I say? Crack. Crack. Like e. Like a. Crack. Like a sound. Okay. Crack. Don't go down to that crack. I don't know. If yeah, you the, wouldn't know. You wouldn't know which one they were trying to say. The wrong accent and someone could be offering you crack or a trip down to a creek. You never know. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Amherst A, so every yep. time I can make a vowel more extreme, <laughs> that's usually the way I'm going to lean. If I can say creek, that sounds a lot more, more, that's a stronger word than crick. Amherst, Lancaster transit you know what's crazy guys is i i never used to think that we talk different from the world but when i moved to florida everybody down here who's who's been here you know like been raised in florida which is very few people to be honest because the locals here the locals say (laughs) i have an accent and that's also a callback to last episode so shout out to that the locals at New Smyrna Beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just they say I have an accent. I don't. I don't hear it. Even people from like New Jersey and stuff have said I've I've had an accent. That's, and I'm like, are you sure it's just not that you're not used to people talking like this? Because you're used to what are you fucking doing over there? Hey, you use guys. How you doing? How you doing, guys? You know, we just we just have different muscle structures in our mouth from eating all them chicken wings. That's right. Yeah. The good chicken wings, you know. It goes. Like, the good sorry, food. our food's just better, you know. <laughs> Someone down here is like, hey, you want to go to this really good pizza place or this really good chicken wing place? I'm like, I'll go to this poor, okay kind of chicken wing place with you. <laughs> <laughs> wow. More about the company, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's about the friends, the friends along the way. You know, it's funny because you say that because there's actually a um a wing spot from like Miami or something that came up for the Buffalo Chicken Wing Fest, and they and they they made some good stuff. Like there's been a few places now across around the country that have actually been able to to like come and and contend. And I don't know if that's because like the Chicken Wing Fest gets like all the premium chicken wings, <laughs> so yeah, like yeah. doesn't matter what sauce you put on it, it's just gonna be the best meat. But uh, I yeah. mean, no, it was it was surprising. There were some good ones. I feel like it's it's more of like a a Buffalo native moves to like Miami or Oklahoma or you know wherever yeah, that could happen. And then they're like, "Oh, chicken wing contest? What's up?" Yeah, <laughs> I I'm gonna we're be the best, the best in Miami already. Yeah, so I'm just gonna go back to Buffalo and be like, "Yo, I got different spices than you." <laughs> <laughs> different spices. Wow. No, it's funny. There's a, um, oh man, I wish I could remember which state it was because I don't want to like put some other state on blast and make it feel real awkward by, by even bringing this up. But, um, well, it's not New York, so, well, there's a, there's a, um, well, it's not, you're right. There's a, uh, there's a trapping culture that's still, well, I mean, I don't know if it still exists in New York to trap the whole, like, you know, there's been a lot of changes in fur trade and stuff like that, so it doesn't always happen anymore. But there's a whole trapping culture out in the uh, the the rural areas of of Western New York, I'll say. Um, 
And uh, one of the biggest things, like conservation efforts and all that, like one of the biggest things is like catching muskrats. We you, have muskrats in Western New York. Yeah, yeah, huge ones. Some of the best ones, actually. I, <laughs> yeah, no, I no, know. Don't that. get me wrong. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's huge. Like, and usually, like, if if uh, you know, fur trader here catches a muskrat, what they do is they'll, you know, the fur ends up going to like Russia or something like that because you can't can't really peddle fur in America anymore. Mm, um, that's fair. So so it ends up going overseas, but um, but you couldn't pay somebody in Western New York to eat a muskrat, right? But um, few few states south, they're like the the chicken wings of the of that area. Like they straight up like eat these things in bars. Like it's just normal. Yeah, so I've never I've never had it. Salad. But but it's kind of like that. Like where I, where I feel like we get the best chicken wings in this area because we're known for it and people actually eat them here, <laughs> like more so than elsewhere. Um, that's that's always been my theory is that we just get the best. Like we just like everyone who has like the best wings, they end up here because we pay for them. That's and, like, fair. Same same thing. It's like for muskrats. Yeah, for muskrats, <laughs> we send them elsewhere. Send them to where they'll eat them, you know? Like, we ain't Russia, number one place for muskrats. <laughs> <laughs> what? They'll buy any muskrats. First off, oh, this was just, oh as a Western goodness, New York native, I didn't know that we even had muskrat. Uh, oh, they're all over in the swamp. Two, I would eat a muskrat, but only once. Uh, unless it was really good, in which case, I, I might do it more often. And three, Whoever eats muskrats is like looking at people from Florida who go, "Yeah, that alligator looks nice. <laughs> I could eat its head." <laughs> We're going gator noodling today. Gator noodling. Gator noodling. Oh, Sorry, I'm trying to I'm trying to look this up for you guys now because I want to try to figure out where where muskrat is popular. Oh man, where can I eat this muskrat? Right, where to where to find the best muskrat? There we go. Or where to get best muskrat meal. I mean, you can eat them anywhere. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> that's <laughs> you the can thing. go anywhere. You can, you can just get one and eat it. <laughs> I know. Does Florida have muskrat? I'm going to go check right now. Um, I found something about somewhere in Delaware that stopped serving them. Yeah. So Delaware also served them? Oh, like, wow. It looks like it at one point. I don't know. Muskrats are in Florida. I feel like they're everywhere. There you go. That's like uh what uh Timon, right? Timon was a muskrat. No, that's a meerkat. He was a meerkat. <laughs> All right, maybe I'm... if Timon was a muskrat, that'd be such a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> right, Welcome so... to Georgia. <laughs> I apparently don't know what a muskrat is, and I'm gonna look that up later. <laughs> I just need a map of the states. I think I'll find it once I see the once I see the country. It's like a beaver. But without the teeth and the smaller. Yeah, it doesn't have the big paddle tail. It's got like a yeah. like a narrower tail. So like a gopher? Mm, kind of. Yeah, if you were to see like a, a groundhog but with a rat tail, <laughs> you might get a good idea. Oh, there's a, a shit ton of those in like. Rochester. <laughs> I'll give you a good picture here. Take an otter, a beaver, and a mouse and combine them into one animal. And that is a muskrat. I see them every day. <laughs> you probably like, do. Legit. Mailman Richie walks past so many muskrats. I always thought they were just gophers. <laughs> Speaking of uh, 
animals. Uh, have you guys heard of the the new movement in the dolphin industry? There's there's a dolphin the new industry. the new movement in the dolphin industry. I mean, I guess movements. Uh, it's more of a research research into technology in the dolphin world. The sea the okay. sea industry of conservation for animals. Okay. So, basically, within the last year. Uh, during COVID, actually, there's been research on, uh, like, over $20 million have been poured into this research, and it's for robotic dolphins. And what these dolphins are made for is to replace the real dolphins that are at, you know, places like SeaWorld or, uh, what, what's the one in Canada? Uh, Marine Land. Marine Land. Everyone loves... Marine <laughs> Yeah, so these dolphins are, are in the works right now in the research to um, basically replace those live dolphins. I mean, as it stands right now, they're fully functional. They look, feel, act just like a real dolphin. They can be shut down when needed. They, I don't think there's much response in terms of like stimulation for like human interaction yet they're sort of they just sort of just do their thing like they swim around like a dolphin they flip you know they do all that sort of thing but there's no ai built into them yet at oh, okay. human interaction there's no sensors like oh there's a person here let me like kiss them you know like a dolphin would do but okay all in all they're pretty darn realistic you know they they have the i, I think it takes a spin on animatronics like modern animatronics and then modern engineering for robots. Just Those like two are combined. Bluetooth or uh, like an RC car, but dolphin. You know, I, I'm not going to lie. Like when Anthony told me that he wanted to talk about this today, like he gave me a little bit of a heads up. So I went and looked it up and absolutely. <laughs> it is like an <laughs> RC car, but you were driving a dolphin. I was told something about robotic dolphins and I was like, He's going to tell me all about that. I'm not going to look this up. Uh, so I had no idea. Uh, but uh, overall, that's, that was my main thought. Like, so it's basically like, why don't they do that with every animal in a zoo? Other than I know there's that's a couple the animals that so, are in zoos for um, like the endangered species. I know there's a couple that are only in zoos. Like we're never going to let pandas loose, right? Because they'll just die out. But, I mean, I think it's a step in the right direction for most animals. Because, like, take the robot pairs. Yeah, I don't think that'll work out. You don't think they can mate? Imagine if we put <laughs> pandas in the wild. Like, they're too well, imagine, imagine if you put a robot panda in with a regular panda and they mated. And now they made a super panda. And then you put them in the wild. Now you got super pandas, and you don't got to worry about them anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we just need. I'm, just I know naturally that's occurring cyborg pandas. About. <laughs> cyborg pandas. Half, you, half panda, half robot. Kung fu panda. But honestly, I think it's, I think it's a good step in the right direction. Because, like, you know, you have, like, sloth bears, right? Like, if you've ever seen a sloth bear in encampment, in uh, they pace back and forth all day long. 
And if you look up why an animal paces, it means that they feel sheltered. Like they're, yeah, they're stressed out. Yeah. Yeah. So is my dog notice, stressed? Does he pace, does pace back and forth? He's always stressed. He doesn't like when we're not in the same room, my wife and I. Uh, yeah, oh, he's got anxiety. That's dogs. That can yeah. happen. Separation. He'll pace back and forth between us, and then he'll lay down somewhere in the middle so he can, like, hear her just as well as he can hear me. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> you might need to get a robot dog and let him go free. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. He could fly me around places like Jimmy Neutron. There you go. No, You're just giving but, um, me ideas. <laughs> but, these, but these dolphins, though, like... They're just, they're trying to get more of them released out into the wild and stuff like that. Like, is, um, I know that a lot of times a dolphin will be in captivity because it wouldn't survive in the wild. Like, a lot of times they don't get reintroduced because they have some kind of injury or something like that. You know, like, it's. Yeah. So it's like a weird thing that's going on right now, at least in Florida with SeaWorld and other um, places. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Winter the Dolphin at all. Winter the Dolphin. Have you ever watched the movie, possibly? No. I think it's like Is a this dolphin's the tail. prosthetic? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the dolphin the with the prosthetic. Uh, yeah. It was like the movie that Morgan Freeman was in. Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember the trailers. I never watched the movie. But... <laughs> okay. Same. Okay. So that dolphin is currently in a, like, a care facility in uh, Tampa, Florida. And... Like, that dolphin has a prosthetic, and that dolphin is happy beyond belief because it's got this huge encampment. It sees people every day. It's got kids in its encampment. Like, it's had children in this place. It's a big place for it to dolphin be. Kids. Dolphin right? kids. Dolphin kids. <laughs> <Okay>. No, <laughs> no, no. Real kids. Not robots. Not robots. Human kids. <laughs> they, they built an island in the middle of the encampment. <laughs> it's just Lord of the Flies out there. Yeah, just put oh, a little, little, little children. Oh, God. It's all the bad kids. No, all the good kids. <laughs> you don't want to put all the bad kids out there. And, uh, yeah, they have, like, an outside area, too, so they can actually go out into the ocean. There's netting that doesn't let them go any further, but it's, it's a nice place, and frankly, that's not what SeaWorld is. You know, like, this, this place gets so much money and donations for Winter the Dolphin. Um, the movie itself was pretty much, aside from the people that you know, animations and the actors like that they had to pay for. Most of the movie credit went to the dolphin and actually paid for its, you know, in habitat and all that. So SeaWorld, though, is different. They say that they're, you know, making it so, yeah, they're say, they say they're making it humane, but really, like, if you see the cages that they're working with, after the show's over with, yeah, the show has a huge area for them to sprawl out in, but they don't live in that, like, show zone. They go to the small little place that is, you know, maybe the size of, like, a thousand square feet, which is no place for a dolphin to live. And um, so these animatronic dolphins are being researched. They're bringing in pools of scientists that have worked on movies like Jaws, and you know animatronics and they're bringing in modern engineers who are on the forefront of doing robots and ai you know i don't know if you guys have ever seen the robots where they fully like the, respond the dog robot things uh yeah like push like it those modern it catches itself mm -hmm. it does like flips and stuff mm -hmm. 
All so right. they, they've got these teams working on these dolphins. And I don't know really, I don't know the reasoning why they started with dolphins per se. I guess just because of the whole trope behind things like SeaWorld. But if this takes off and, you know, the animatronic dolphins do replace real dolphins, because at this point, you can't really tell the difference between a real dolphin and animatronic dolphin. The only problem is, is like what you said, it's basically an RC car. There is someone controlling it with a remote. <laughs> um, I pressed the wrong man. button. <laughs> oh, no, the dolphin just slapped a human. <laughs> he was supposed right? to just clap, not slap their face. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my goodness. Now I know how Free Willy felt. Do we, though? Probably not, but, like, I mean, thank God they actually freed him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. get out into the ocean. Live your life. Become a robot. You can have a great life as <laughs> a robot. Get out there and become a robot, man. <laughs> have you watched Free Willy, bitchy? He doesn't become <laughs> like, a robot, I know. But you like... may have missed <laughs> some critical details. You know, actually, the more that I think about it, uh, Free Willy kind of had, like, a bad ride. You know what I'm saying? Like, he got caught, and then he escaped. And he got caught again. <laughs> and he had to escape again. I, I, don't, I don't remember entirely, but wasn't there three of them? There was, there was at least a sequel, yeah. There, there was a lot of free willies. <laughs> I don't think I've seen like, all of them. Come on, Willie. Just get your, stop coming close. You made it out <laughs> once. Get out of here. All his friends are on land, man. Yeah, that's fair. Do? The little boy, you just had to keep coming back for him. Just love that little boy. So yeah, I saw, I watched, a, I watched a video about these, um, those dolphins. Yeah. And um, part of the, part of the speed. I mean, they were talking about making profits and stuff, though. That's the only thing. Like, it seemed like it started out with a really nice, like, oh yeah, we can replace the real dolphins and let more dolphins like back into the wild. Like, we're not trying to keep this show going that we've been doing. Um, but also, we're talking about like the acro going. <laughs> The acrobatic show and everything. Yeah, but the guy was like, well, it's not just about dolphins. If we could do dolphins, then we can do giant sea creatures and dragons that spit fire and stuff like that. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we even talking about? Like, you gotta, if you wanna get these dolphins out there, you gotta keep on the conservation that you can't be advertising that you're gonna make ridiculous animatronics for kids to swim with. Like, yeah, that's right. not gonna get you there. Swim with dragons. It'd <laughs> be pretty cool, I won't lie, but I get it. It would be. It I would be it. damn cool. I read an article literally that went over that where the people, the companies that are making these dolphins are trying to persuade the sea companies of how profitable this business is. That, hey, it's not just dolphins, you know, we can do. So I get the business side of it, but yeah, they really should stick to the conservation side of it because. If if that gets out to the public, where which it already is in the public, if you know, hey, you know, yeah. Whereas, like, if if we're trying to make a profit out of this, which I mean, everybody's making a product and a profit off of something, right? But it really shouldn't be marketed. Capitalism. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard to keep those messages separate, especially like if they're trying to convince. The, the big sea world esque companies to, to buy into it by saying, hey, like this is this is good for business. And then you're turning to the public and saying, hey, this is good for dolphins. <laughs> it's just it sends mixed messages for sure. Yeah. Like 
and and if that's what you need to do to make it happen then like i can understand that but it's still kind of messed up uh it is good that they're rolling out hopefully by the fall of this year into china so fake anybody yeah if anybody listen listening or anything uh wants to go to china or is going to china this fall and you're going to an aquarium you may or may not see robotic dolphins because that's the first place they're rolling out. Why wouldn't they roll out here? Because, uh, yeah, I guess the I deals didn't, didn't go through with SeaWorld. Yeah, not, I didn't look up. Sold on it yet. <laughs> I didn't look up any of this, but like, isn't this where all the research is happening? Like, so here? there's so the many US? people involved. There's one of the big funders is a man named Li Wang. Um, ah. he's he's yeah. China, they have the money, right? But they do have people who are on Disney teams for animation and animatronics that are working. Um, different American companies are in the projects. And there's multiple companies that are actually researching this. So it's not just one company that's solely taking this, you know? Gotcha. It's like, it's like if the, the race to space, how there was multiple companies trying to get to space, multiple countries. That's there's like true. multiple countries trying to do this now. And I'm like, if I was one of these com- uh, companies that had the money to do this, I would be focusing on a different animal, not necessarily dolphins, since everybody's apparently doing dolphins right now. Maybe killer I- whales <laughs> or bears or something, you know? Or, or there's manatees. other animals out there. Manatees like, too, yeah. Save the manatees, man. Like, they're the w- dumb ones that keep going into the little river thing, like, or the, the channels down there. Like, make, make them metal. Make the boats break and not the manatees. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Wait, so, so now we're putting out sleeper manatee robots that are just gonna bust up boats? Dude, you could like imagine like giving a manatee armor and just the bust the propellers on the boat blades down here. All I can think about is like I, I I can picture its head. It's got like that little nose and then it's got like that big bump for the top of the noodle. Uh, just putting like a an army helmet on that and like. Letting him loose in the in the little channel thing there, and like just a boat hitting that, and instead of killing the manatee, like now your propeller's shit. You know, I, I <laughs> now you ain't going nowhere, you might, bud. You might get a lot of people who super own pissed boats to sue <laughs> the company that made the armor for the manatee. <laughs> just saying, probably. Uh, so speaking of conversation, uh conservation not conversation although it is a conversation about conservation (laughs) i'm so good at these horrible transitions man yeah you are Uh, anthony you gotta tell us more uh about your company and the conservation that they're doing uh and please for the love of your company tell us what it's called (laughs) see motionals is the company name that we had talked about last episode. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, seamotionals.com, uh, where we have art currently up for sale. And actually, two Sundays from now, I want to say that is mid-July. Don't know the actual date. We're going to be at a farmer's market in Florida for anyone who's down here or anyone listening. Oh, the 11th. Okay, so... July 11th, we're going to be at the Farmer's Market in Orlando, Florida. Uh, We're going to be selling some t-shirts. We're going to be presenting knowledge for ocean conservation. 
Uh, we're actually going to be taking requests for um, dirty beaches in the area. If you have any beaches up the coast, anywhere from Florida to North Carolina, uh, we will travel. And we have about 40 volunteers right now that are actively uh, doing this for the company. So if anyone wants to join up, definitely let us know on social media or email. Uh, we would love for you to join the effort and save the ocean. All right. I'm not going to lie when to you. Does, that uh, sounds super sick. When does this episode actually air? I know that's kind of putting you on the spot. Oh, shoot. Yeah. But, uh, so two weeks ago before the 11th? Yeah, so probably the Wednesday before the 11th, whatever <laughs> date that is. <laughs> On the plus side, though, Anthony, that is a sick company. I didn't really comment much last week, mostly because I didn't know the name of it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's C C C motion C motionals is in an S E A M O T I O N A L S. Chanels. 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 Chanel. Just kidding. Yes. I actually, while you were telling us about that, I went on. Uh, just to be safe, and I followed both the Twitter account and the uh, Instagram account. Nice. Um, yeah, you can put links in the description of the episode. Yeah, too, yeah. Hey, that's true. Uh, we shall. I'm really bad um, <laughs> at the Twitter awesome. scene. I'm not the best at the Twitter scene, but we are, we are on the Instagram scene. We do have a hashtag. The hashtag is or hashtag daily trash challenge and basically the challenge is for you to pick up one piece of trash a day i'm not asking for much i'm not asking for a miracle just one piece of trash i wake day. up every day you do <laughs> okay great <laughs> <laughs> but with uh robotic dolphins and electronic you know remote control type uh stuff another bad segue here um by 2035 they want all electric vehicles being made in the nation uh Fonzie, i want i want your take on how you feel about like getting rid of gas altogether about getting rid of gas altogether i, I mean they want to stop producing gas-powered cars by 2035 <sighs> well it's like in legislation 20, 35 15 years that's feels like a short runway um <laughs> i think that's the first that's the kind first thing is. i'll say about <laughs> yeah. it the short runway yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly like i don't know about getting rid of all, all gas power i don't think that's gonna really pan i think people are still gonna be driving their cars from today in 15 years depending on you know what brand they are but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel that <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's. I wish I had a better opinion for you. Like, I went in and looked at just like the the EV story of of today, but um, just about where we're at technology wise and and where we're going. I mean, I remember. Do you guys all remember that? Like back in, I want to say it was like middle school, maybe high school, mm -hmm. when this was you know, and dating myself a little bit here because this would have been like mid two thousands, right? Yeah. We um we went to the Royalton Ravine and they had like a prototype electric vehicle that like they just let people like they just had kids ride in like three by three or whatever 
like I remember I remember oh, we doing like a, been it was like a mini elementary field trip. school. I remember it that. It was way back yeah, when. I remember that. <laughs> that was elementary school because I did not get that privilege. <laughs> All right, even further back then. Early 2000s. Um, and back back then the talk was like how do you fit all these batteries underneath it you know like that was like the big the big thing cuz ain't cuz nobody's going to give up cab space or trunk space for batteries you know um and it seems like they 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 got that down like the lithium battery market is like becoming a thing but like i mean just doing a little bit of research about that that's kind of a mess though they're still trying to figure out how to make that a little more efficient better yeah, there's uh, a lot of talk about, um, like, what happens if, uh, like, we all live, well, not all of us, uh, some of us are lucky and can live in Florida. <laughs> lucky. <laughs> uh, but, like, you and I still live where it snows, like, a lot. Um, yeah. <laughs> what happens if a snowstorm hits and your car runs out of battery uh, power? Yeah. You can can you just jump it? Uh I've read conflicting articles myself. I did do research because I got into a Facebook argument about it. <laughs> oh nice. Yeah. Regular Bring regular it. car batteries are not are not super reliable as is. That's true. But uh, <laughs> but I don't know anything about like electric vehicle I'm mean, honestly I've never owned one. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know enough about them, like what it's like to own one. I mean I from what I understand they're pretty smooth, they're pretty quiet, they're they're kinda nice, but some people want to hear their car, you know? Yeah. Like, oh, I mean, at least on Teslas, you can change the way that your uh, engine sounds. Your okay. engine. But how is Tesla the standard, though? Because well, because that's, like, that's... the main... It's the one that has the most customizable options. Like, I don't think you can do that in your Nissan Leaf. You know what I'm but saying? T- sure, but we're talking, we're talking day-to-day. Like, Teslas are expensive. <laughs> Like you can't, you can't expect. They like, are. I'm not gonna. I feel I mean, that <laughs> they do. However, I will say, there is the a new affordable option that is around thirty five grand starting, which is still expensive, but it is not ninety grand, right? Yeah. So you can get an affordable Tesla now. Um, they're off back order, and they are available, but they are like thirty thirty five starting. Which is still expensive. So you need like a six six year loan. <laughs> yeah, day. yeah. It's it's. I want to say that's like what. Uh, it's about five thirty a month because I looked like at like a <laughs> like a mid size luxury car type thing. Not an SUV, obviously, but like uh, not a compact car. Uh, not like my Cobalt or your Mazda three, but like uh, let's go like a your old Mazda three. I I've heard. Uh, a couple of conflicting stories about the batteries dying like in the cold and stuff um i know a guy personally who's never had any issues during the winter who owns a tesla actually owns two teslas his father also owns a tesla no issues during the winter they live up here all right however you get stuck and your battery dies like on uh an expressway or something in the middle of a snowstorm randomly and you literally cannot move because snow has built up that much around your car. Like, when your battery dies, what can you do? Uh, I read an article saying that you could technically, like, jumpstart it like you do a normal car. Uh, you know, jumper cables to 
something not the battery itself but something to it but um there's also articles saying that you just straight up cannot jump start a nissan leaf uh that is actually the only article that i read saying that and i only read one other one that said that you could there's just a very specific way you have to do it um and the leaf was the example it's just the thing is like if you jump start it is it still going to get you home though you know also true how much how much of a charge does it really need like other than just a jump start because i understand like if you have a hybrid car i mean you could probably get an alternator on there somewhere and like you know whatever like run on gas only if you have to like in an emergency situation but but with an all electric like i don't i don't know that a jump start would be the way to define it like there might be some kind of power share type thing where somebody else with an electric car can like (laughs) you know it's like hooking phones up to each other to have them charge each other like yeah it's not great but if that's the if that's the emergency then that's what you got you know uh i was told uh earlier today actually because uh, i had this conversation with um a buddy of mine uh he was telling me and i i should have looked it up but i did not um he was telling me that there was uh like a form of charging that's either being researched or is kind of slightly available in most evs now like i know some of the older evs you know the last like four years or so um you have to have like three hours to get a full charge but just like cell phones nowadays with the fast charging in like eight minutes or 15 minutes or something you can fully charge your battery uh, at the right station, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, if your car is compatible and the the charger charge port is available, then eight to fifteen minutes, you have a full charge again. And that's like, all right, I'm on the throughway, and I gotta stop for gas. Uh like I gotta stop for a charge. <laughs> yeah, I've seen charge stations like actually popping up around. There's um. There's one up on transit somewhere. There's a big line of like straight up Tesla brand like charging stations. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask you guys, like, how is it up there? Because uh, down here, there's every mall, every theme park, Disney, Universal, most shopping centers too, all have elect- electric car charging stations down here. Yeah. We're not quite there yet, I don't think. No, definitely not. No. I know. Um, so they just built a building on one of my routes or next to one of my spots. They have three electric char- uh, electric car chargers out of like 150 parking spots. That is literally, other than a car parked in their driveway with like an extension cord running out, plugged into their car, the only EV charge I've seen, at least in like the Rochester area. I also don't go out super much. Uh, I didn't see any down in Penyan, uh, but that's like. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's I mean, thing is <laughs> I barely had very much gonna be a, a suburban thing first before it gets out to rural areas. Oh so yeah, not gonna... you're not gonna you're not gonna see that in the country. I didn't have uh, cell phone service, and the Wi-Fi in the storage pod was so so. Um, 
So, like, I, I can't imagine them getting any kind of charge port anytime soon. Uh, but, I mean, the way legislation is going and all this climate change stuff, I know GM and Ford both have been pushing, and Ford came out with their first uh, all-electric pickup um, not even a month ago. Uh, and it's supposed to outperform the Tesla pickup truck. And that's... Oh, the Cybertruck? Not even the Cybertruck. Like, Tesla has the Cybertruck, but they also have, like, a regular pickup truck, but they don't advertise yeah. it. And that's what all their specs are run off of. Um, oh, okay. And the Ford F-150 all-electric truck outperformed it. Like, they did the, the tug test, where they just hook them both up to a strap and see who can pull the other truck. Okay. And, like, the Ford... Come on. The Ford beat that. Ford's been doing this for years, you know? <laughs> uh, it also, from what I saw, the stats on it, the, the Ford EV truck is supposed to also last longer mileage-wise per charge than even the Tesla car, uh, which I believe is only like 300 miles. Yeah, 300 is good. I mean, I get about 400 in my CRV, just, you know. Lake Nona is like an up-and-coming city in the central Florida area that is very ritzy. Uh, Lots of new restaurants popping up. And they have a self-driving energy car that will drive people to where they'll put the destination in it'll drive them to that within a 25 mile radius of lake nona and then it'll go back to the hub charge itself until the next call so it's like a self-automated uber yes and it's crazy i won't lie when you first said that i thought you were talking about like it'll drive you to like a 25 mile radius of your destination <laughs> i was like yo that when i go to chipotle <laughs> all right get you within six blocks of chipotle <laughs> like man that would Mayor suck you. like i didn't want to walk i live six blocks away i didn't want to walk but i still gotta <laughs> walk you just drove oh me to the God. other side <laughs> Uh, no, that is no, no, definitely no, no, pretty no. cool. It's cool, but like, like I just came from the solar industry, like so in solar right now, like the government's trying to <clears throat> by by the year twenty thirty, they're trying to get a certain amount of people within each residency, each county, under solar. Yeah. Once a certain amount of each county is under solar, they will no longer accept more people entering the solar world, for a time being. And that is because you get a tax credit each time, each, per, like each year the tax credit goes down. So if you got into solar like ten years, you know, two, ago. three years ago, yeah. you would have gotten like a 30% tax credit on having solar on your roof. Now it's at 22%, at least in Florida. I don't know about New York, but in Florida it's 22%. So honestly, I feel like we should start putting not only electric in cars, but what are we using the roof of our cars for, right? Let's put some solar panels up there. That's when you my know? moon roof goes. 
<laughs> Bro, you taking away from my sunroof, though. I feel that, though. I mean, the rest of the roof, I guess, could be, like, solar panel. Because there's technology that, you know, when you have a solar panel, you can actually shut the charge off. So once the solar energy comes in, it'll actually sit in that power bank until you're ready to use it. Similar to houses, when you have solar energy coming in, uh, if you don't need that solar energy, it actually goes back to the power company. And they owe you a credit. I just saw so TikTok once you get about that, credit, that. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, legit, two hours ago, I was scrolling through TikTok. And it was like, my neighbors hate me because I got solar energy and <laughs> I sell all this money back to, or all this energy back to the power companies and my neighbors use it and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you don't make that much money. I mean, it's like 30 cents an hour. I mean, hey, it saves up passing, if you're not though. using it. Yeah. If you're not using it, it's, it's definitely nice, oh, yeah. especially on sunny days. I mean, it's not going to be useful during the summer when it rains every day, but if we apply the same thing to cars and electric, like, we'll have some pretty badass cars. That's true. Uh, I'm trying cars. That, exactly. That'd be pretty dope. Wait. What's up? Has anyone seen iRobot? Like, yeah. The, the movie? From, from way back when? Yeah. So do you remember that took place, I'm pretty sure... You, you quote me on this. It's 2035. I'm pretty sure it took place. I, I'm not going to quote you on that, but I will fact check you. <laughs> I was going to say, you can just right, Google Fact that. check me later. Yeah, I'm Google that. you right now. But I'm pretty sure it was 20, 2035. I'm pretty sure the movie took place. I, it could be like 2025. I don't know. But. <laughs> oh, man. They iRobot's had so old. When you put iRobot into Google, now it's just Roomba Nation. There's no, there's no movie anymore. <laughs> Roomba Nation. Oh, God. <laughs> The 2004 um, film. Can you believe that? Ooh, wow. Yikes. Are you kidding me? God, why? Why did you do that to me, Pons? And, and it does take place in 2035. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey. Oh, my God. Yeah, I watched, I watched the crap out of that movie. In fact, I, I shouldn't admit this to the public, but I took a lot of trips to Syracuse when I was, like, 18. And the, the movie I watched on the way to Syracuse was iRobot. There and back each time. That was 14 years after it came out. Bro. Well, I mean, this was in like 2011. So. Oh, yeah. I thought you said 2018. My bad. No, when he no, was no, 18. No. When he was 18. When I was okay, 18. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. I was, it was like 2010, 11, and I was, I was taking trips to Syracuse. <laughs> I need more of this. I got to focus. You got to focus. You need focus. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Focus. Oh, camera. <laughs> Where's my camera? <laughs> you need the focus aid. I need, I need the focus aid. Uh, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. That's how I feel about the solar and the cars and the EV. You feel, you feel, you you feel I robot about the solar and the cars. Is that what you're just? Well, that, okay, <laughs> no. My point with I robot was they had cars that had spherical wheels that floated. Yeah, they like you could go side to side of the road. They were spheres, not yeah. And I'm like, track, man. I'm like, dude, we're not gonna be there in 2035. Oh God, like, no. it was a good effort on the people who made that movie in 2004, <laughs> but we're not gonna be there. <laughs> yeah, short, short runway, right? They were Back talking about uh, yeah. flying cars in like 2020 when we were in like late 1990s, and that definitely is nowhere near happening. No, no, we can't yeah, even come together. On, yeah, like we can't even come together on electric vehicles, let alone a flying vehicle. <laughs> 
Listen, if you had a combustion engine on a flying car, <laughs> I know a good number of people who'd be all about it. <laughs> might might cost you a couple million, but think about that engine rumble, bro. <laughs> so um yeah, I was gonna talk a little bit about this because like back in college, because I you know, I'm 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 a mechanical engineer by profession, so um we did, you know, engineering school like there's a whole bunch of conversation about clean energy and stuff like that strangely enough electric vehicles weren't as big a topic um and i think at that point the reason for that was because clean energy was supposed to be like the first step to that like that that was like a a later thing like like first let's get these windmills and solar panels right and then we can worry about getting the cars to do it (laughs) because like i mean um, yeah one of the big things that they would always talk about is how a lot of power plants still now work on coal and stuff like that, which um, which is just going to like have emissions in the air anyway. I mean, I think that they've done the math and it's still better. <laughs> it's, still, it's still better to have an electric car. Something about a a giant factory, uh, you know, that has an industrial technology. Like it just it can be more efficient than your combustion engine can. Like that's just how that goes. But yeah. It's funny. I remember learning about heat engines and how they can only hit a certain percentage efficiency. Like they they figured that out. Like they haven't been able to hit it yet, but they figured out what the maximum <laughs> actually is, and it's not a hundred. Like it's not. It's not a hundred, but we also still can't hit that number. <laughs> <laughs> they figured it out. We just can't get there. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. So like, so the focus was so much more about solar and wind, and that was back. 2010 to 2014 right well about um, hydro like all all of our all of our projects hydro is great but we didn't i mean we talked a little bit about hydro like having like trying to come up with new new ideas for that because hydro i think there's not as much room for like invention there like there's not as much room for okay like we need to make this better and more efficient like it's kind of already great <laughs> it's just not used very much um and it can disrupt waterways and all kinds of argument like every single one of the the methods has pros and cons oh yeah um, for sure and sometimes like there's there's a lot of debate because like people who live near it will be experiencing issues that engineers did not think would be an issue like the whole low low frequency humming from from windmills and stuff like that or any any like casual observer is going to be like what are you talking about this wind this windmill is like super quiet like this is not a thing yeah but, like but... The, the person who lives next to it is like no it's definitely a thing like this isn't okay all right so i don't know there's just a lot to figure out with that stuff and like power banks were like that was a big talking point like we were we were all kind of like okay so how do we like how do we deal with this if uh you know there just isn't wind or sun that day and everyone was like well you just attach a capacitor to it and let that fill up when when it's good and then when it's not so good you just take that energy back yeah um to the to the point where like we all we're in an introductory engineering class and so many people had that solution to their project because like we had to like we had a little model windmill that we built or whatever and we had to try to make it more efficient and that was one of the questions that they would ask when we were presenting it and almost everybody was like oh yeah you just put a capacitor on that and um, so so uh it was like a week later like after the presentations they actually had like some battery expert come in and like talk to the class for for a session and it had nothing to do with anything like we weren't quizzed on it or whatever like 
I don't think anybody really paid attention to it, but <laughs> they were like, let's talk batteries. Let's <laughs> like, talk since batteries. Y'all are so, <laughs> since y'all are so interested. Um, so it's just funny because that's, I mean, that was before like the portable like power bank and everything. Like even for your phone, like those didn't really happen until a little bit later. Uh, with that being said, how do you feel about like thermonucleic energy then? Ther- you say, you mean like thermonuclear? Because thermonucleic would be like, you know, <laughs> that'd be like some bio. <laughs> for some reason, I just 12%. had like a like a flashback to our our podcast episode with Morpha, and I thought of nucle nucle thermonuclear. How do you feel about that energy? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, I don't know. I don't. We did a little bit, but we didn't. I don't know enough about where it's at today. I just like the thing. The thing about that is that you're always going to hear about the mistakes. You don't really hear the success stories as much. Like when something goes wrong with a with a nuclear plant of any kind, like that's like Chernobyl. That's all that the PR it gets, really. Like from what from what I understand, it's more often like it's like when you're not hearing about the disaster, like they're providing so much energy, it's not even funny, and they're doing great, and it's an amazing thing. But then there's the questions of like where does the waste go, and you know how do you contain that, and what do you what are you doing for, and and from from what I understand, it's been getting better, but like I said, I just don't know where it's at anymore, so I can't give you a real comment on how I feel about it at this time. Um, yeah, speculation. Speculation. <laughs> but from what I understand, if it works and you have solutions for all these things, it's, it's, um, it's way better in terms of, like, I don't know, environmental impact. It's just if you don't know how to contain your, your stuff until it's, you know, its half-life is, is burnt out, like, you're going to have you're going to have problems. It almost reminds me of like the Niagara Falls dump site. Oh, the Love Canal? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> so bad. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh man. What was I going to say? So, what I was recently uh listening to cuz I remember you would when you would talk to me about this, I remember an episode of I don't know if you guys have ever seen Adam Ruins Everything. I have seen Adam Ruins no. Everything. <laughs> it's it's a, it's like an older show. Yeah, I, I used to, when he was, like, big on, like, Facebook and YouTube and stuff like that, he would pop up a lot, and I would watch some of his stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, he had a show on G4 TV. I'm not sure if it's still running, but it was called Adam Ruins Everything. And basically, he would pick a topic and pick it apart, you know? Like, a, a common topic that everyone's used to, and just completely destroy your point of view from it till you get to the end of the episode and you're like, wow, I didn't think about it like that, but that's true, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, one of the episodes, he picked apart the electric car industry as a whole. Yeah. And <laughs> one of the episodes was focused mainly on Tesla, uh, definitely some other, some other um, companies. And I, I will say something at the end of the, the Tesla part, but Basically, he picked apart Tesla in the fact that each factory it takes to produce a Tesla takes up more uh, carbon emissions into the atmosphere than actually Tesla, is, Tesla cars are saving. So basically what, what the equation is, is if you had more cars that were just gas-powered on the road than there are Teslas on the road, you'd be saving more in the carbon emissions going into the atmosphere than actually producing the Teslas with the factories that are making Tesla. 
and that was that's, that was an older episode so rough. it was around like 2014 2015 i don't know if it's different now but um yeah that was that was the statistic and honestly it's it's crazy to hear that because i believe it it's a yeah, lot to I can you see know, that. power factories and there's not that many Teslas in, in the United States and globally compared to saving the amount of emissions uh, that would just Well, be compared to other cars, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Factories produce exponentially more than a vehicle on the road for 30 minutes to an hour, you know? Sure. Oh, yeah. So. I won't lie. I th- this is the most serious we have ever been. It's only episode, so episode two. <laughs> <laughs> episode two, but this is one? come on. <laughs> I got more or less. I mean, we did talk about this some is a Saharan podcast about nothing, sands. man. It is the crumble warp, so anything can be warped or crumbled in this episode or the show. Well, I mean, I thought I wanted an EV, but now I'm like, hey, maybe not. <laughs> maybe but also, still maybe. <laughs> yeah, still maybe. I, I'm. I failed math B or whatever the equivalent is nowadays because that's no longer a thing. Uh, I failed that twice. <laughs> so all I'm saying is I'm bad at math and I'll probably just make the wrong choice when I buy my next car. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, it would feel weird going into that because you just don't know anything. You don't have any. You can't. You can't just go to your dad and be like, "Hey, well, how do I change the, <laughs> the lithium on this guy?" <laughs> you know, like, that's not gonna be a thing. Absolutely. Like, my dad can help me with literally anything I need, for the most part. And if I got an EV, I'd be like, "Yo, dad, can you help?" And he'd be like, <laughs> "I changed cars in the '60s, man. Like, I can't help you." No, I feel you. My oh, uncle. Sorry, '80s. My uncle's a mechanic by trade, and uh, all right, like I, I bring my mom. I used to bring my Mazda over to him because he's he's only twenty minutes from me down here in Florida, and he runs a he runs a uh, mechanic shop. Like he's the the manager CEO there. And yo, plug your shop. Every, What's your name? <laughs> plug the shop. Bro. I, honestly, I couldn't even tell you what the name is, but it's in Longwood, he Florida. He knows where it is. It's literally in Longwood. I don't <laughs> oh, know the name man. of it, bro. Uh, He's like, I just know where he works, man. I just know how to get uncle, there. Though. <laughs> yeah, but uh, all this business he could be getting. Yeah, I mean, it's it, his last name is Greenland. You could probably find it on on Google, but um, <laughs> he, yeah, he. Anytime I ever had a problem with like my Mazda, I'd bring it over, and he would just fix it. And like that might be part of the reason why my Mazda never had a mechanical failure over a hundred and ten thousand miles. But I can just picture, like, I bring, like, a, a Tesla over, and it's got that electric engine, and I just, like, bring it over, and I, like, hey, Unc, uh, yeah, I got some, like, problems with my car. Yo, he, unk. like, opens the hood, he's like, the fuck is this? <laughs> Yo, Unc. <laughs> Yo, Uncle Greenlane. <laughs> What's this cyberpunk uh, shit? I do want to point out, I do know for a fact, only because Tesla opened up, like, a repair shop in Rochester uh, illegally. Um, they closed down after they opened for like three months, finally got all their paperwork and then reopened. Uh, and then there wasn't enough service going into the shop. So they closed down again. As far as I'm aware, um, you have to take Tesla vehicles to a Tesla 
certified mechanic for any repair. Mm-hmm. Like, literally any bad. repair. <laughs> uh, my old landlord had a couple Teslas, and he had to drive all the way to Jersey. Why do you know so many from... people with multiple Teslas? <laughs> no, it's the same guy oh, that I Oh, same knew guy. Before. Okay, landlord and friend. Gotcha. Yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah, landlord, friend. Uh, he also used to be a customer. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, he literally had to take his Tesla or have it towed from Rochester, New York, to somewhere in New Jersey to get it worked on because that was the closest shop. Uh, because they hadn't opened the one illegally up here yet. <laughs> Speak, speaking of New Jersey, when I, when I finally found a few places to get muskrat, South, South Jersey, Jersey, and uh, there's a spot in Connecticut that's got them. Um, yeah. For some reason, I was thinking more like Michigan or, I don't know, somewhere su- more, circle, more south, man. like Georgia or something. But that Michigan is not so, uh, south. Yeah, no, it's not, not at all. It's definitely super west. But... Uh, <laughs> But uh, but it's not them either. Missouri, Tennessee. Right. I don't know. I was thinking of somewhere that was not that close. So you're thinking like armadillos. Armadillo. <laughs> don't eat armadillo. No. <laughs> don't do it. Why not? Are they bad? Um, Have you had I don't know them? what happens when you cook them, but before you cook them, they carry like syphilis or something. It's real bad. Oh yeah, all right. Don't do that. It might not be that. You one. know, it's a different. I want disclaimer. Do not eat armadillos because they could possibly carry syphilis. <laughs> don't do it. Some kind of, some kind of. <laughs> Another STD, disclaimer, by the way, there is a poke place. I don't know if anyone here likes poke. Pocky. There's a poke place in Lake Mary, Florida, that just opened. I don't know what that is. And this is well, it's the it's the box of rice and toppings that you eat with the chopstick. Yeah, yeah, like the rice with the fish on top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the, yeah, or yeah, the yeah, edamame, yeah. you know. Yeah, the Edamamers. So <laughs> there's a place that just opened up here, and you know they got they got the rice, they got the edamame, they got the spicy sauce. You know they got the the uh, shrimp you can put on it, the salmon, the tuna, whatever you want, right? Delicious sauce. Anything you know? Yeah, delicious. Yeah. yeah. However, put some wasabi in there. I went there, and I Richie's saw so on the menu off. they had chicken, and I was like. Cool, you know, I'm going to get some salmon, I'm going to get some rice, some edamame, some some shrimp, and some chicken in my poke bowl. Just love it, you know, because I love seafood. It wasn't chicken. So they put the chicken in the bowl, and I'm like, awesome, Um, why is it raw? (laughs) (laughs) And... I'm Yo, like I'm I'm cool. That. I'm cool with tuna being, you know, I'm cool with sashimi. I love raw fish. I will eat tuna raw out of the package. I don't like yeah. cooked tuna. I eat raw fish all the time. I literally have You're sashimi gonna make me plates puke. on the daily sesame crusted <laughs> sashimi Richie, just on Richie, the daily. You need to be enlightened, bro. <laughs> like I won't eat it's raw not shrimp a... or nothing like that, but like raw tuna steak and taters. <laughs> Oh man! Like so, I get there and and they put the raw chicken and thing. I'm like, but like, isn't chicken supposed to be like cooked? Absolutely. You know, hundred percent cooked. And you never they're like, not oh no, chicken. don't worry, we marinate it 
and 20, uh, 48 hours in the freezer with a special sauce that actually kills all bacteria. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, I don't believe it. Okay. So instead of me asking for them to just take the chicken out, I bought the meal, went home, <laughs> took all the chicken out, cooked it in the oven, cooked the meal, put it yeah, back okay, in the poke meal, and then ate it. <laughs> I would have cooked the rice so, uh, too, man. I would have not have trusted anything in that box. I would have fried up the whole thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. 100%. Yeah. Sushi, so... it's getting fried. <laughs> no, it touched like, the chicken, not... <laughs> it's getting fried. If it touched the chicken, for sure. Yeah. So that place, uh, I don't even, it's Poke Heaven, I think it was called. Uh, so don't get the chicken, yeah, which is really weird. Because they serve it raw. <laughs> mind you, it's in a very ritzy area. It's called Heathrow, Florida. Uh, there's like three to five million dollar homes in that area. So you would think that like a place like that would cook their damn chicken, but apparently not. I'm not familiar with special sauces that work in the freezer to kill the salmonella off a of chicken. That's not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I haven't heard of that. I, I feel like that, that one would have made the news. <laughs> I ain't no chef, bro. All I gotta say. But all I know is my chicken gotta be cooked. <laughs> there can't be any kind of soft spot or pink spot. Like it's gotta be white at least man yeah so i think uh that covers all the topics right we had today yeah i believe so uh we got the robot dolphins did cover robot dolphins please let us know is it creek or crick like i have no clue don't leave us hanging we're Just not professionals in english so we have no clue that's true our english really teacher in college would be very sad um yeah and uh we finally know anthony's business name c emotionals uh, yep. please us go on like media good deal and follow all of that uh yeah talked about my vacation we had bonzi on our Ayo. first guest the engineer himself <laughs> it's fun stuff you should, about you, should, uh, and EVs. you should be the one that engineers these robot dolphins. That's true. <sighs> no. uh, where, where would it stop, man? It'd be the Loch Ness next. Yeah. Please? Float it right out into the river. Please? Real, Please? real deal. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> nah, I can't. Can you make Bigfoot? <laughs> a, a Bigfoot? I, no, I'd be making electric <laughs> ostriches that are nice. <laughs> hey, I'm actually about that, as long as they're nice. I wouldn't have to eat them anymore. I heard their eggs are really good, though, but I don't know. I don't know about their eggs, but ostrich meat is... I heard you need power tools to get into them, though. (laughs) (laughs) They got them thick shells, Just working away at the egg. Square cube law. Big egg, big shell. Uh, So, Fonzie, uh, I know you have a podcast of your own. Yeah, Uh, I mean, it's it's a joint effort, the podcast, yeah. Well, yeah, but before we wrap this up, I want to give you a chance. Uh, the link will be in the description, um, hopefully. <laughs> I, I make no promises, but uh, good. it should be in the description. Usually you can uh, edit the descriptions afterwards, so if I, when I go to listen to the episode, if I see it's not there, I'll just, just you know. Yell at Anthony. I'll find yeah. you. <laughs> uh, but please tell us a uh, brief description about what it is. And tell us the name of it. Yeah. Unlike Anthony last week when he told us about his <laughs> For uh, sure. So I, company. I'll lead off with that. So we, um, 
we make what is called the A for No, B for Yes podcast. Um, it is a, right now it's a Zelda cast. So, uh, you know, when we first came up with the idea, we thought that we might branch out into some other games or whatever, right? I mean, it's taken us 11 episodes maybe to get through just the Ocarina of Time. It's like when, you know, top made video games of all time, if you're not familiar with it. Um, most people I talk to are at least familiar with the name, though. Um, but yeah, the A, A for No, B for Yes podcast, we're going chapter by chapter through games. Um, it's me, it's Anthony over here, and our, our uh, a third friend, Cameron, who you haven't met yet, but might be on this show <laughs> eventually Oh, as we well. definitely will. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can, uh, you can catch us. I mean, it's a bi-weekly show at this point um, after, you know, we're just about to get ready to wrap up season one. Um, which is Ocarina, uh, you know, season two, we're thinking of doing Skyward Sword. So, uh, should be right on, on time with the, uh, HD remake that's coming out for the switch. So anyone wants to jump in and, and join our, you know, quote unquote book club. Um, now's the perfect time. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I mean, I, I stream under the same name. I, I, you know, a for no B for yes. I, uh, I've been doing streaming about three nights a week now. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturdays when I can. Um but yeah, the schedule's all up on our Facebook page and it's been a it's been a fun ride. We just we just started this like maybe three months ago. Somewhere in March, I think. But it's um it's been an experience just trying it out, trying out like making our hobby like a a public thing and it's um it's been really cool, man, meeting some cool people doing it. So Well there you Good go. Times. I mean uh overall that's I feel like 100% what Anthony and I are trying to do with uh, this podcast. Uh, meet some cool people along the way, have some cool guests like you on, and hopefully grow everything together uh, while talking about nonsense. <laughs> We're talking we talked about, about robotic dolphins. Warp, right? That's crumble. the thing. Yeah. Yo, actually, warp. we're gonna we're gonna set this straight. This episode right now, right now, right episode now, episode two, episode two. No questions asked. The reason this man is uh, the first guest actually on the show is because on a night where we were discording, he is responsible for the warping <laughs> of oh, the actual no. crumble of the black hole. He came it's up true. with the crumble warp. So we owe we, <laughs> we owe Fonzie the the name of this show. <laughs> When you, when you say deal, it, it's guy. like, what does it mean? It's like, what does it really mean? It's like, it means nothing. And that's what this podcast is about. It means nothing. That's right. <laughs> it means nothing. It's like you there entered a no black reason. hole and came out the other side and you're just fresh with all this information. Yeah, like there's no reason those two words need to be together. But there's also no reason you need to listen to us. But also every reason. So please listen. <laughs> <laughs> I beg of you, please. Uh, but yeah, like it, crumble warp. It's just two nonsensical words pushed together, and with two our podcast is about t- talking about nonsensical things. Exactly. Good deal. Uh, and that's that's hopefully what we're gonna keep bringing to you, beer by beer. Three drinks that we have to review now. That's right. Let's uh, let's start with Fonzie. Oh, we're going to start with me? All right. I'm going to go through this a little bit because I didn't, there's stuff on this can I didn't realize was here until I just looked at it. (laughs) So this is a um, non GMO tested. Great, great, great. Okay, great. 
Certified vegan. Sweet. All right. That might explain a few things. Oh. It's okay. kosher. Hi. It's paleo friendly. It's gluten free. Okay. Kosher? Yeah. And no vegan? sodium, sucralose, or aspartame. This is amazing. Gym friendly. Um, what I will say is that it tastes horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, one of no. those. <laughs> it's uh, sweetened and flavored with it fruit extracts and essences. It's, it's a, not a bang. What, here's something I didn't realize. It's got 100 milligrams of caffeine per can, so I'm going to be up all night. Um, <laughs> 40 calories. Yeah, it's not bad. Whatever. Um, I'm, I'm so sorry. Yeah, so many vitamins and minerals. It kind of tastes like... You know how, like, energy drinks all kind of share a flavor? Yeah. Like, they all kind of have yes. that weird, I don't know. Yeah, you, like, feel it on your tongue. Yeah. I feel you. I mean, maybe some of these maybe little things around crazy. the top of the can should have warned me about that one. Probably would have known. Uh, like, warning It's got, like, or... like, copious amounts of vitamin B in it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. I do so it kinda, shots of that it, in the it morning. Tastes, so not, it's kind of like that, except it has no additional flavors. So it's just like a watered-down energy drink is what this thing tastes like. <laughs> um, I didn't the question hate it. Is, is do you feel focused? I was able to drink it. I. It's <sighs> a good question. Would you buy it again? That's a good question. See, I think that the um, I think that the advertising by the very name of it is a little misleading because I don't feel more focused. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Do now that like I've read the can, you? now that I've read the can, the aid is a little concerning because it almost <laughs> looks like a pharmaceutical. That's <laughs> uh. Probably also it's not like, best. Right, you may want to focus on calling me yeah. some aid. You know, this this was right up there next to some other aid that was like the same brand, but had a different, different, uh, I don't know. It wasn't focus aid. It was like some other aid, but it was definitely the same brand. And um, I don't like, know that I'll ever like get this sleep again. Aid. I if I had how do you do the ratings here? Is it out of ten? Is it out do, of yeah? We do a one out of ten. How how do you feel about it, including? The, the elements inside of it and the taste. I'm gonna say in a in a pinch, if I needed an energy drink, I might go for. I might give it a three out of ten. It's real bad. Ooh, dang. I guess right. Dang, that's how I had that three up there. Because I said it, it's drinkable, but it's not. It should be your last choice. Like it's just not good. So drink a bang over that. I would for sure rather go with a bang. And I'd rather drink the bang at a more reasonable hour. I don't know what I was doing with this. <laughs> grams of caffeine. Well, you didn't realize you, there, was, there was caffeine in you there. You didn't read the can, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I had the uh, Founders Centennial IPA, uh, 7.2%. Um, it has 65 IBUs. Um, that's like the how strong the hops taste is for those who don't know um overall it was a a light refreshing taste um i do enjoy me an ipa um so overall the the hoppiness didn't bother me um 65 is kind of high on that spectrum for like yeah, normal I'm not people like a hoppy guy yeah um much more than this and i probably would have hated it um but overall, I mean, India Pale Ale, it's Founders. Uh, I'd give it a 7 out of 10. I'd recommend it to anybody who's at least trying to get into IPAs. Uh, I, I had no, like, bad aftertaste after, like, a sip. Um, there's, it, there's nothing 
there's no flavor. Like, it's just hops. That's how I feel with pale ales and IPAs is the aftertaste gets me, usually. Usually, yeah. Um, this one wasn't bad. Uh, it wasn't like a strawberry IPA or a blueberry IPA, so it, it's literally just like you're munching on grass. Um, and it, it definitely wasn't anything bad. Um, so yeah, 7 out of 10 for me. Pretty high. Uh, okay. Founder Centennial. I gave that more than the uh, than the Budweiser. Yeah, you did. That was like a five <laughs> or six, right? <laughs> I think it was a five. Yeah. <laughs> you either like it or you don't. So like, drink it if you want. But like, Founders, they're a good company. So I'd give them I'd give them seven out of, seven out of ten. Yeah, they are a good company. I had the MD or Mad Dog twenty twenty. This was my first uh, first Mad Dog. Honestly. I had drank this probably 30 to 45 minutes into the episode. And with 12% alcohol, I'm not going to lie, I did get a little tipsy from this within that 30 to 45 minutes. So it is a spiked punch. It's not beer. It's a sweet blue raspberry flavor. When you drink it, it honestly tastes like you're drinking a 7-Eleven Slurpee with alcohol is what it tastes like. Okay. I won't lie. This man has broken the rule twice now. He got a hard tea. Now we got a Slurpee. I, mean, I came in with a focus aid, so I don't know anything about this rule, but I don't know. Ah, you're a guest. Yeah, well, it's the thing. It's, it's, there was a lot of alcohol percentage in this, and I was intrigued by it because my favorite flavor in the world is blueberry or blue raspberry. So... I saw this and I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm getting this. And the 12% honestly made me very tipsy in the first you know, hour of this podcast. So if you're looking to get drunk off of two of these, you can very well do that. At least tipsy. There is a thing on the glass, I will say. It says sharing is key. Grab two glasses of ice, pour, and pass one on to a friend. Cheers. It's saying don't drink one by yourself. <laughs> that is what that's saying. That's absolutely what that's saying. When you told me 12 at the beginning, I was like, you sold two drinks is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, 6%. <laughs> okay. I won't if- lie. My beer for next week is 9%, and it is not meant for two people. Uh, I already have it. I, I got it when I grabbed this uh, Founders. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, it's nine percent. I've had, I have had that beer many times. They're very good, but uh, it once you hit over ten percent on a beer, it it's meant to be shared. And I think that's ten percent or more. You gotta start sharing. <laughs> well, I don't know about you, but when I drink stouts, they're usually nine percent or more, and I always I drink that. them solo. Cause I'm a I'm a stout guy. You're a stout guy. I don't. I disagree. I disagree. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it makes me so mad that his definition of stout starts at Guinness because I've well, that's had the starter right. I've had IPAs thicker and darker than a Guinness. <laughs> well, it also depends on where you get your Guinness from. Any Guinness is garbage. (laughs) If you're taking it from a tap or a bottle or a can, you're doing it wrong. Garbage all the way. What? That's 
Those are the only three ways to get it. <laughs> but you're doing it wrong if you take it straight from those Anthony sources. Anthony makes his own. you have to do, exactly, you have to pour the Guinness into a frosted glass. No. And then what you have to do after you have this frosted glass. Just is throw it on the ground. No. You have to froth it for five seconds so that it gets more foamy. And then you drink the Guinness in the frosted uh, foamy glass. There you go. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome. That's how you have a proper Guinness. Straight from Ireland. Straight from Ireland. Okay. I guess. Ireland. But anyway, this mad dog. <sighs> I'd give it a 7 out of 10 if you're looking to just something sweet to get drunk by. It's better than like Mike's hard and, and seltzers and that sort of stuff, but and you're definitely gonna me, get messed up. I was gonna. I'd, I'd I'd give it. I was gonna let this slide, guys, but I don't think say? I can anymore. You can't both be giving it sevens out of tens. Seven is the most non-committal. No. Like this was okay answer. No, no, no. I'm you give it an eight I'd or give a it a six. seven out of ten if you're looking. <laughs> if you're looking to eight or six. commit, man, it's an eight or a six. Come on. Nah, I'm actually, so I'd give it a 7 out of 10 if you're looking to get that, that quick tipsy feeling with something that tastes alright. And cheap? For me, and cheap, yeah. For me, uh, it didn't really do my taste buds well, so I'd give it a 5 out of 10. It's halfway there. Hold on, so you got two ratings. Okay. You got a 5 and a, and a 7? You got a 7 for the alcoholics? Uh... Because you're going to get messed up real quick, but it's still not yeah. like a natty daddy. Uh, yeah, so it's a 5 out of 10. So, so you 5 out of 10. Could have been a 6 then. Could have been a 6, just, yeah. Could have been. Well, say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, to get so, that flavor right. So the Mad Dog 2020 <laughs> is a 6 out of 10. <laughs> Specifically the Spiked Punch version. Yeah, Spiked Punch, 6. Not a, not a 5, not a 7. Probably about a 6. It's, in the, it's a middle, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, uh, Fonzie, that was the Crumble Warp. It is, yes. Fonzie, thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. I'm uh, looking forward. I mean, I... hopefully I can jump on here again sometime. It's been, it's been real. Yeah. You're going to be yeah, we love it. a recurring guest. I guarantee it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're definitely oh, going to be on again. I promise. <laughs> All right. Uh, so... That is um, how you would say the cookie does crumble. That's how it crumbles. That's how it crumbles. That's right. <laughs> Get her done. That's how it crumbles. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye. This is the crumble.